So if you're ready, come on, let's just give Jesus praise. We love you, Jesus. We're ready for you to speak to us today. Challenge us, Lord. Give us wisdom. Let us walk out of here today changed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It was about 16 years ago that I said the F word in church, but not that F word. Not that one. It was a different F word. Uh, we had just moved to Alabama, and we joined the staff, Daystar Church in Alabama. And, and uh, it, my pastor had asked me, Would you, um, w- w- do you want to share the devotion? It's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Would you share the devotion tonight? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd be glad to do that. So I began to talk about Thanksgiving and how we ought to have, be, be gracious and have gratitude in our lives. And, and I, I, I said, we ought to have thankful farts. That's what I said. And I never lived that down. For the rest of my time in Alabama, people remembered that, that one phrase. Hey, remember that time you said thankful farts? <laughs> it was, yeah. So it's always like that. Okay. Well, um, I, I don't want to talk about that today. I actually want to talk about an attitude of gratitude. That's what I want to talk about. But... Uh, I think this season kind of leads us into an attitude of thanksgiving, right? We're just, we're just kind of naturally thankful for what, what we have during this time. I think about it like this. We're, we're warm, we're fuzzy, we got the touchy-feely kind of thing going on, and we, just, we, we begin to just be thankful for what we have. In fact, over the last several years, there's this 30 days of thanks that goes on um, on social media. Have you ever done that, participated in that before? 30 days of thanks. And usually people post something like, I'm thankful for my family. You know, they're, uh, they're, they're always believing in me. They've got my back. They're, they always, you know, lifting me up and cheering me on. Or, you know, maybe somebody says, I'm thankful for, for my children. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that even though many days I want to pull my hair out, right? Then they qualify it. Then they say, I, I still believe they're God's little angels, right? But we know they're, they're little hoodlums. That's what we know. No, I'm just kidding. They, they are God's angels. They're... And then somebody else says, I'm thankful for my spouse. I'm grateful that God's blessed me with somebody who works hard for our family. And, and we just begin to list these things every day for what, what we're thankful for. Homes, free nation, like, like our jobs. We list it all. And I think it's actually a great way for us to practice being thankful. It's, it's a great way because I, I think, um, I believe that in order to be thankful, we have to be specific. But it's easy to go, oh, thanks. But it takes a little bit more effort to say what, like to be specific about it, to, to, to really write out or say what you're thankful for. In fact, there's always, there's always some rotten tomatoes in the bunch. Last night, Gibson, who was just up here, this precious little boy, I was trying to talk to him about how to, how to be thankful. And, uh, and he got his feelings hurt. He crossed his arms and he goes... He did not want to hear about being thankful. But later in the night, he's the one who, who came up with the idea at the dinner table, let's play the thank you game. It's a game that we play sometimes. We just go around the table, and we, we talk about what we're thankful for. And it was his idea, and he had to go. It was his turn every other turn, even though he had already been. He's like, no, 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 it's my turn again. It's my turn. Every time he, was, he had to say something that he was thankful for. There's always a rotten tomato somewhere in the bunch. A, few, a while back, I came across this person who posted on social media, and they said, 
I'm quoting. So is this thankful beep uh, going, to, <laughs> going to be every day this month? I don't like it. Y'all should sum it up in one post. That's coming for somebody who, who has some bitterness on the inside, right? They feel like, man, I don't have anything to be thankful for. Y'all, I'm tired of hearing about all this, that, all the good that's happening in your life. I don't want to hear about it. That's, that's, that's the way she felt. But if we're honest, we've probably all felt like that before. Can I get a witness? Like we've all felt like, okay, enough. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm, I'm tired of it. But there is great joy. Mm. There's great joy when we have an attitude of gratitude. When you're thankful, it rubs off on somebody else. Can I get an amen? There's great joy when we have this attitude of gratitude. In order for us to appreciate what we have on earth, we've got to first appreciate the one who gave it to us. If you're thankful for what you have here, that's awesome. But let's turn that thanks to God because he's the one who gave it to us in the first place. James chapter 1 verse 17 says this. It says, every good and perfect gift comes from where? Above. It comes from the Father. It comes down from the Father of lights. What kind of gifts does he give? Good and perfect gifts. That ought to speak to you today. He gives good and perfect gifts. It comes down from the Father of lights. And let me, let me, just, let me just help you understand, he doesn't change. He doesn't shift like the shadows. He wants to keep giving you good and perfect gifts. He wants to keep pouring his spirit out in your life. He, he does. He wants to give you good and perfect gifts. But here's the thing. Thanksgiving, being thankful, is recognizing and appreciating who appreciating the one who, who gives us the gifts. That it, what, we, to, we've got to get to the point where we realize that it wasn't me that provided this. It was actually God who gave me the ability. It was God who gave me the intelligence. It was God who gave me the favor. And he supplied all of these things that I have in my life. I didn't really have anything to do with it. It was by the grace of God. Amen? So today we're going to just explore why we ought to have an attitude of gratitude. First things, we're going to just explore why we ought to have an attitude of gratitude towards Jesus, towards our Father. And in Psalm 100, it says this, shout for joy to the Lord. Some of you, sometimes maybe you go, hey, why, why, did, why do they shout in church? Um, Psalm 100, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people. And, and check this out. We're his people. We're the sheep of his pasture. So, so what? So what do you want me to do? So enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter the church with gratitude in your heart because he's been so good to you. And come into his courts with praise, with a thankful attitude. Give praise, give gratitude, give thanks to him and praise his name. Why? Why should I praise his name? Because he is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That's, that's why. That's why. I love what 1 Thessalonians says. It says, be thankful in all circumstances. That's a hard one, right? 
in all circumstances. You mean, well, you mean when things are bad? Yeah, even then, be thankful in all circumstances. Why? Because it's his will. What's his will? To be thankful. Mm. Because we belong to Jesus. It's his will for those who belong to Jesus. When we belong to Jesus, I think it's a little bit easier to be gra- like gracious, to have gratitude. Right? I just spoke with somebody last night whose husband died yesterday. Unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. My prayer is that even in the middle of these circumstances, in all circumstances, in a circumstance where her husband is here one moment and gone the next, we can still find thanks for what God's done. For, what, for who he is and how awesome he is. So here's what we've got to do. I, I want to take a look at why we need an attitude of gratitude. There's two reasons. And it comes from Psalm chapter 100. The first one is this. We have an attitude of gratitude because God is good. Amen. I, I told you it's going to be simple. <laughs> we have an attitude of gratitude because God is good. There is no one else like our God. There, can I just say it this way? There's no one else who is good. Come on. Well, what about Billy Graham? I mean, he's, he won more people to Jesus than anybody else. Not even Billy Graham's good. Well, what about the Apostle Paul? I mean, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Surely this guy is good. He's not good. Well, what about you, Ben? I mean, you're, you're the pastor. You probably, you're holy, right? You do holy things. I'm not good. In fact, Romans says it this way, that there is no one who does good. Not even one. Because the only one who is good is God. In fact, the word good actually is derived from the word God. (laughs) That's why no one can be good, because there's only one God. There's only one God, and he's the only one who can do good. Come on, somebody. We don't get to heaven by our goodness. We don't get to heaven because we did things just right. Let me say it this way. There's no one else like our God. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. No one else can heal all our soul's diseases. No, not one. No, not one. No one else. It's only God. He's the giver of every good and perfect gift. Anything good comes from him because he's the only one who is good. I'll say it this way. I like this part. He's the best thing before or since sliced bread and beanie weenies. I don't even like beanie weenies. I don't know who came up with that phrase. It should have been like, he's the best thing since sliced bread and heartache barbecue. Come on, somebody, because I, I, could, I could identify with that. But he, he, he's more stable than the foundation of the earth. He's more constant than the mighty Mississippi River. He's more faithful than any sunrise. He's more compassionate than Bono or Bill Gates. He's more powerful than any world military. He's more sovereign than any world government. His goodness is indisputable, irreplaceable, undeniable, indescribable, inconceivable, unbelievable, and there is no one like our good, good Father. If you believe that, come on, let's give him praise today. He's good. He is. He's good. 
So that's number one. We pray, we, we, we're thankful. We have an attitude of gratitude because God is good. But number two, it's because his love endures forever. His love endures forever. See, it, this is hard for us to comprehend on this level because, because we've met people. We've been the person who let others down. And we've been let down. And, and they said they would be there, and they weren't. And, and through thick and thin, things didn't pan out the way we thought they would. But that's not true about God. Because his love endures forever. If he says, you can, if, if he says his love endures forever, you can take it to the bank. You can, you can bank on it. You can count on it. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't write bad checks. Come on, somebody. God's word stands. And, and here's some cold, hard facts just about the love of God. I love what Romans says. Paul says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. What can separate you from the love of God? Nothing. His love endures forever. It pushes past the limits. It endures forever. You can't outrun the love of God. You can't hide from the love of God. You can't separate yourself from the love of God. His love endures. First Corinthians, the love chapter says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It's not rude. It, it is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. And love never fails. It goes on. His love endures forever. So we don't have to worry about God running out on his love because his love flows from a well that does not run dry. His love just keeps going. It keeps going. In fact, that phrase, his love endures forever, uh, it actually appears 43 times in the, in, in the whole Bible. 43 times in Scripture. And there's one chapter in the Bible where it appears 26 times in, in that one chapter. And um, I think it was probably a responsive reading. How many of you grew up in a liturg liturgical church, like where... Where you, just let me see your hands if, if you, yeah. So a few of us. Um, I did not grow up in, in a liturgical church where there was responsive readings. So I'm not used to that. But in 2012, I went on a, on a prayer retreat in 2012. This, is, this retreat is where God really, um, really began to work on me about planting a church, the dream of planting a church. So I went on this prayer retreat to a monastery. And, you know, I'm not familiar with the practices and what happens. You know, you're not supposed to talk at breakfast or uh, at dinner and just different things like that. And, and um, you know, they have, they have different lingo and, and uh, vernacular and all that, like verbiage, all this. It's different, right? Well, there was one uh, prayer. They, they prayed multiple times a day, and there was one prayer time called sext. I mean, now it's called midday prayer, which I think is a way a much better term than sext. Because, I mean, what, what do you be like, hey, you want to go sext? No, we don't actually do that here. So they changed the name. It's literally called Midday Prayer now. 
So um, I was going to midday prayer one time, and I'm a pacer. When I pray, I like to pace. I walk around. I'm just like, I just, it helps me stay focused. So I walk when I pray. If you've been to 21 days of prayer, you see me. I just, I get like a mile and a half in every morning at prayer. I just do it. I pace. So I'm, I'm getting ready to go to prayer, and uh, I'm about to go out in, the, out in the pews and just start pacing. And one of the friars says, hey, you're welcome to join us in the, in the loft for prayer. I was like, well, okay, cool. So I, I got uh, up there with them in what looked like the choir loft, and we were sitting across from each other, and we took out our books, uh, the, the, the prayer books, and, and we read our prayers. And some of them we chanted the prayers. And, and, and what I thought was really cool was every time we got to the word Holy Spirit, they bowed. And I was just kind of like looking around like, oh, Holy Spirit. You know, I just didn't know what to do. I'm not knocking on it. If you grew up that way, I just didn't know. And so um, we'd say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and come back up. Well, I don't know if this was like that, what we're about to read, but Psalm 126, I think, was a responsive reading where the minister or the priest would say one line and the congregation would say the other line. And that's what they do in liturgical churches. They'll often do this uh, the priest says one thing, the congregation says the, a, a line, and the priest says, so we're going to do that today. We're going to do that today. And it's not in your notes, and it's not going to be on the screen, but all, the only words you need to know are, his love endures forever. If you can say those words, then you can participate today. <laughs> That's all you need to know. And, and it's found in Psalm 136, and I'm, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll point to you every time you're supposed to say it. All right? All right? So I think in a liturgical church, they would probably ask you to stand up. So let's go ahead and let's all stand up. And you just sound back to me every time I point to you. All right? You're, what's your, what are you going to say? His love and do. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. And the moon and the stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought forth Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever. And he brought Israel through the midst of it. His love endures forever. But he swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love endures forever. To him who led his people through the desert, his love endures forever. Who struck down great kings, his love endures forever. He killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his love endures and Og, king of Bashan, 
His love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance. His love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel. His love endures forever. To the one who remembered us in our low estate. His love endures forever. And freed us from all of our enemies. His love endures forever. And who gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven because his love endures forever. Come on, let's just give him thanks today. We praise you, God. We praise you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, you can be seated. We give thanks to the Lord for he's good and his love endures forever. His love endures in the good times and the bad times. But listen, listen to me. He loved us so much, he sent his son. And he, he ransomed the souls of men. But if we're not careful, the enduring love of God will be taken for granted. Oh, yeah, yeah, God loves me. I know. I'll just come back anytime I want to. I, I, I know God cares about me. I know he loves me. I'll, I, you know, I'll, I'll get right one day. And we take that for granted. If we're, if we're not careful, we will become so used to being able to fall on God's love fall on his grace and fall on his mercy that we don't take time to just thank him for it. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you saved a wretch like me, that you reached way down. You pulled me out and you put my feet on the solid ground. So I, we talked about why. Why do we have an attitude of gratitude? Because he's good and because his love endures forever. So that's the why. Why? Now what I want to do is give you the how. How do I cultivate that? How, how can I, I kind of have that kind of lifestyle? And I'll give you three things real quick to close out the message today. The first one is this. We praise him for what he's done. And you cultivate that attitude of gratitude by thanking him. The word praise literally means thanks. You just give him thanks for what he has done. And I, I bet if you took some time, it wouldn't be hard for you to come up with some things. You could thank him for what he's done. You could thank him for, for what you have. Thank him for, if you've got all your fingers and toes, thank him for that. You can thank him, right? First Samuel 12 says, be sure the, to fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all of your heart. And to do this, to consider, just, just think about what great things he has done. Consider that. Think about how you've been blessed and how he's taken care of you. Isaiah 12 says it this way. It says, in that wonderful day, you're going to sing, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. Yeah. There's another part of that song. You should, you should Spotify it, iTunes it, whatever you use. Andre Crouch, I think, who wrote that song. How he lifted me. 
right? It, man, it, you get some soul in that thing. I'm telling you, if you are having a hard time being thankful, just listen to that. You'll be thankful after that. You'll be thankful. Thank you, Lord. We thank the Lord for what he's done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord. Why? For he's done wonderful things. You do wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. Tell somebody what he's done for you. Tell somebody of the goodness of God. We praise him. We thank him for what he's done. Number two, we praise him for what he is doing right now. Right now. What is he doing in your life? What can you look around and you can see God's hand is in the middle of it right now? The protection, the security, the provision, the healing. He's in the middle of it. He's doing it right now. And number three, you praise him. You thank him for what he is going to do. Well, Ben, why would you do that? If he's not done it yet, why would you thank him for it? Why don't you just wait until he does it and then thank him? No, you, you thank him in advance. You, you thank him in advance before it's even done. Why? Because you know he has the power to do it. You think because there's more to come, that God has more to give you in your life, and an attitude of gratitude paves the way for it to happen. You think about it with your own kids. Uh, if I've got a kid who's sulking and sour and he's not thankful, do you think I want to give him more? No, I'm just like, oh, I can, too can play this game. Right? I, I don't know that the Lord is like that, but I, I mean... We are made in his image. I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe he's sometimes going, you're not even grateful for what I've given you. How can I give you more if you're going to squander that too? If you're not going to be grateful, if you're not going to have an attitude of thanksgiving for that. We praise him for what he's done, what he's doing, but what he's going to do. We praise him for things that have not yet happened as if they had already happened. Can I just encourage you with that for just a moment? Some of you are seeking a healing today. Praise him right now like you're already healed. Praise him right now like you're already delivered. Praise him right now like you've already received a raise at work. Praise him right now as if you already got the job. Praise him as if your family has been restored. Praise him as if whatever it is that you're believing him for is already done. Amen? We praise him for what he's going to do. An attitude of gratitude is this. It's a celebration. It's a continuous celebration of thanksgiving. Just a continuous celebration of thanksgiving for who God is and what he has done. A long time ago, I used to think praise and worship was was like the praise was the fast part of the service and worship was the slow part, right? Actually, it has nothing to do with the music. Praise is, we, we praise God for, for what he's done. We worship him for who he is. Praise, an attitude of gratitude, is a continuous celebration of thanksgiving for who he is and what he has done. Who, who is God? Well, he's good. His love endures forever. That's who he is. What has he done? He's given us an absolutely free gift. You can come on up, Eric. He's given us a free gift. 
He's good and his love endures forever. What has he done? He gave us the gift of eternal life. Think about this for a second. The scripture says that he loved us so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him wouldn't perish but would have everlasting life. He's given you and I a gift. And when it comes to receiving a gift, you can't be thankful for that gift un until you've received it, right? If somebody says, man, it's in the mail, you don't, you don't really experience the full amount of gratitude until you're holding it in your hands. Can I get a witness? Like, it's, it's, it's when you have received it that you can really express the thanks. And to be thankful, we've got to first receive the gift. Have you ever had trouble receiving something before? Maybe somebody gave you something and you felt inadequate. Like, no, 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 I don't deserve that. No, no, you made excuses. No, 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 I, I was just doing my part. You don't have to do that for me. The, you, no, no, please, please don't. Or maybe you felt like you didn't deserve it or, you know, you, you just had this sense of inadequacy because they gave this thing to you. Jesus has given us a gift that we didn't deserve <laughs> he gave us a gift that we didn't earn he gave us a gift that we couldn't work hard enough to achieve on this planet it's the gift of eternal life it's the gift of salvation and Romans 6.23 says it this way, that the wages of sin is death. But it's the gift of God that's eternal life. It's the gift of God that's eternal life. And all you have to do on the 1st of December is reach out and receive it. That's all you have to do is to receive the gift. And, and then... Your thanksgiving, your attitude of gratitude is on a whole new level. You can't thank him for the salvation if you haven't received that gift. You can't thank him for all that he's done in your life if, if you haven't received the most important gift he's ever given. Amen? Amen. Hey, would you bow your heads with me today? Romans chapter 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved you'll be saved for it's with your heart that you believe and are justified that word justified means it's just if I had never sinned he justifies you. He cleans your slate. He, he forgives you. And theologically, it is if you had never sinned. He justifies you. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Hey, listen, all you've got to do today is receive the gift. Receive the gift. So if you're here today and you say, Ben, I, I am a Christian. I do believe. But I've been struggling with this 
gratitude. I'm seeing everything through a, a negative filter. Nothing seems to make me happy. Nothing seems to be making a difference in my life. I, I'm struggling in this area and I, I'm really having a hard time being thankful and being grateful. If that's you today, just between me and you, I, I, I want to keep you in prayer. If you would, just lift up your hand and say, that's me, Ben. I'm just struggling in that area. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hands are up. Thank you so much for being honest and, and bold enough to raise your hand. Thank you for that. Thank you. Father, right now, I pray for every one of those who are in that season of life, struggling to just find the good, struggling to see that you're faithful, struggling to see that your love endures forever. And everything seems to be just falling around them, caving in around them, and crashing down. Everything, maybe it maybe it's, seems like an ocean wave of negativity that just keeps pouring over them. God, today I'm praying that you set them free in the name of Jesus. No more bondage. No more bondage to, the, to that line of thinking. Lord, give them today, give them clarity on what you have done. Give them clarity on who you are, the, the God of the universe, and the gift of eternal life that they have in you today. And with heads still bowed, maybe you're here and you say, Ben, I, I've never received the gift of salvation. And I need Jesus today. See, the scripture says, all you've got to do is receive that gift. All you've got to do is receive it. And you can't really be thankful for what God has done in your life if you don't recognize who he is in your life. So if you're ready to give your life to Christ today, ready to receive this gift of eternal life, on the count of three, just slip up your hand right where you are. One, two, three. Say, Ben, that's me. I'm ready to receive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Ben, that's me. I'm ready to go all in. Thank you. I see you in the back. God bless you. I'm proud of you. Who else? Ben, that's me. I'm going all in. Thank you. I'm going all in. I want to receive this gift of salvation, this gift of life today. Amen. Come on, let's say this prayer together. All together, say, Jesus... I surrender. My life is yours. I belong to you. I receive this gift of eternal life and salvation. I repent. Will you forgive me? Wash me. Make me new. Justify me by your son's blood today. I am yours and you are mine. From this day forward, I will live for you the best that I know how. In Jesus' name, amen.